You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3. I'm Eric, and guess who's here for this week? Yes, Jeff Burkhaus back. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. We're spending this time 10 minutes for men. Now we've five here and five in another half hour, and Jeff always says every week, wow, that went fast. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we better get right to this. Jeff, uh, first off, tell us who Jeff is very quickly. I'm a marriage and family therapist on staff at Spanish River Counseling in Boca and been there quite a while. I'm so thankful to be able to do my job. All right. We want to talk about how we're, this is what we've been doing the past few weeks here. How do we honor our sons? Uh, last time we spent a decent amount of time looking at Deuteronomy chapter six. And if we were to land back there again, uh, you think it's important for us to understand that this is a battle that we're in the midst of, but don't forget that your son's in the midst of it also, right? Yes. Uh, we tend to assume that, especially if having a great wife who's a great mom as well, and there can be very intuitive and and understand that there could be some things our sons are going through. So we want to make sure we are on top of the things that our family is going through, uh, asking our, our wife, you know, how's Tommy doing or how's our son doing? And, and then instead of kind of setting up mom as the constant mediator, which might happen, especially if our job, you know, we're not able to be as home as much, but um, we also need to then go to our sons and not wait for them to come to us. And one of the things that I love about Deuteronomy chapter six, it actually tells us to go after them, to take them, to walk with them, which I really like exactly what Jesus modeled. Uh, you know, you were talking about this is a battle and we're putting on armor to prepare for this, but th- it's really when we have our sons in our house, it's really like a boot camp, isn't it? We're, we're helping train them so that when they step out of our house, they know how to prepare with what's coming at them. Absolutely. And sometimes we assume that if if nobody's complaining that they're fine, and that's just not true. They could be having struggles and we have absolutely no idea about. So again, we want to pursue. But the, one of the top ways is we start and we establish a regimen. One of those would be time in the Word together, whether it's at the table when we're having breakfast. And that's, that's about putting on the armor of God because we know this. We know that when all of us leave that household as, as, as men and women, as children in a covenant home, the evil one hates covenant homes. They can, he cannot stand it, and he will come after us. That is an absolute truth in the New Testament. God, Christ clearly tells us to be prepared. And so putting on that armor in the morning is preparing him for the battles that they're going to be facing. Now, their battles might be a little different, you mm-hmm. know, learning how to put the his backpack in the proper, you know, box or, you know, making sure he's on time for his class. You know, I get that. But it's it's no less stressful for him because they've got peer pressure very early on, as a matter of fact, they've discovered. But uh, there's so much about you know t- teaching them and modeling for them that what they're going through matters, understanding their struggles, letting them go through it. In other words, I'm not going to be that second mommy trying to keep him from facing you know difficulties, but and not you know kind of hovering over him. You know that's not healthy. But at the same time, as we talk here and there. I'm going to let him give him time to speak up if he needs to speak up mm-hmm. and and never go to that oh yeah you know you know cry baby or anything like that never shame them for when they come bring pain to you or struggle um that's that's we we want to be the one who's cheering them on and and we're there for them the armor has always been a uh... I understand what they're talking about, but I don't really know what it means, right? I mean, you get all this armor, the breastplate, a helmet. 
What's it doing for you? Well, really, when it comes right down to it, it's the Holy Spirit living in you. It's Jesus with you, and it's his word helping us defend ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's really God renewing our minds, changing our minds, mm-hmm. uh, sanctifying us, drawing us closer and closer to him. But let's remember, while he's doing that with us, one of the ways he's changing us is making us better daddies, making us better fathers, making us better husbands. And we 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 ought not shirk from that. And and certainly if our sons are going through something, let's be careful as fathers that we don't take that personal. Like somehow we try to get them to be perfect. That's not our job on this earth. It's to come alongside them as Jesus did for us. He came into our world, into our model of the world, and loved us enough and cared for us enough to where we saw very clearly he was willing to sacrifice his own life for us. You, know, you have an interesting phrase here that I want you to explain. Teenagers, as they grow up and then they get into you know young adults, they experience something that they're maybe not used to, and that is struggle. I yes. mean, we try to... Uh, isolate them from struggle for so long as parents. That's kind of our job, I think. But then you kind of have to let them feel some of that struggle the older they get. And that pain in their life can be difficult for them to understand, isn't it? Absolutely. And and I will say this, so many of the trappings around them, especially today with the, the social networks and everything, can be so destructive because it's constantly trying to tell them, you deserve a break. You deserve to be able to just not experience struggle. And, and, and so often when the struggles are coming, it's because of some sort of prejudice on the other person's part or some sort of hatred for them, as if, as if other people have not gone through that in their lives and, you know, in different, different ways. Uh, it's kind of a sense of entitlement. And it, it does the exact opposite of building a sense of responsibility, of building a sense of strength. With our sons, one of the top ways to honor them, which we've talked about before here, is to let them know that we go through struggles too, that mm-hmm. they're not alone. And I really like what you just said because we are trying to create an atmosphere where they can grow and they can deepen their lives. And mom and dad faces the real struggles of the world, not them. And yet as they go forward, as they start to grow, you'd be surprised how young males and females, of course, but especially the sons, can be acutely aware of what their fathers are going through. I mean, I've talked to men who said by the time he was seven or eight, he was aware that dad had a lot on his shoulders. And and so – uh, what would help is this, is if we are open to them, not so much as giving them all the details, but to say, hey, you know, hey, son, it's, it, yeah, it's been a rough time, but, you know, we know God is with us, and we are constantly reminding them to flee to Christ, to run to him. But at the same time, be aware of what they're going through as well and not not limit that, you know. You know, the son says, you know, Dad, I'm having a hard time calling this girl. and Oh, come on, son, get, get past that. You know, we start to talk as if we're the expert <laughs> in how, you know, that silliness about that awkwardness versus coming alongside and say, I know that's tough. Well, you know, thanks for sharing that with me. What if we actually thank our sons when they come to us and say, hey, Dad, you got a minute? Versus like, I'm sorry, son, I'm too busy. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about modeling this. Uh, our Heavenly Father models this for us all the time. And you mentioned that he has leisure for us in those struggles. We should be having that same, I'm not looking at my watch. I'm going to put my phone aside for a minute. We're going to spend some time together. I have as much time as you need to help you process through this. Absolutely. And the, there's a real practical side to this. That, that that term came from Oswald Chambers' devotion on my utmost for his highest, June 25th, if you want to look look it up online. And what he's talking about is 
us as men and women, we, we learn to receive ourselves in the midst of the fires. Look at Isaiah. Look at what God does with him to prepare him. Look at Jesus' own life and the men that he chose and all the struggles that they had. And God teaches us that in the midst of that struggle, he models it for us through Christ and through the, the patriarchs and through prophets and all sorts of men and women uh, in the scriptures. He models us that that this sorrow that we're experiencing is kind of like a furnace of affliction. He promises to be there with us like the three lads in Daniel, and he will not forsake us and leave us. But there's something that's needed for us in that. There's a, there's a refining that is occurring. And in the midst of those sorrows, Oswald came up with this really cool phrase. It's called receiving the true self of who I am in the fire. Not the self that I project myself to be, not the self that I think I ought to be, but the self that I am. As fathers, if we can receive that in our lives, we seek counseling, we seek pastoral help, we seek other men we can lean on. It is absolutely essential for us to be better fathers to our sons because then we can have more leisure with our son's pain. We're more present when they're going through something. We're not there expecting them to get past it because we know ourselves, we ourselves have those struggles. Just a quick second here, but practically— Our Heavenly Father, his office is always open. Yes. Ours is not necessarily always open. There's seasons or there's times where we just, they're bringing something to us. Practically, we can say, I I desperately want to talk to you about this. I'm busy right now. How about at three o'clock we go get coffee? Yep. Great. That's exactly spot on. Exactly. We set up appointments with mm-hmm. them. And and the thing about that is when we make that appointment and we're sitting down, guys, let's turn off the cell phones. Right, right. Let's, let's not have something coming in at 30 minutes. I'm so sorry, son. There's a song from years ago back in the, <clears throat> I think, 70s or 80s called Cats in the Cradle. The second you hear that first, right. you know, <laughs> the chorus go, or the first tune starting, you know exactly what it is. And I've shared this with men in a men's retreat I call Bivouac. And, and what it is is basically we as men are broken and we are going to mess up and we are going to make mistakes and we are going to miss that time. And sometimes it's out of our control. You know, we've got, two, we've got a lot on our plate. So, guys, do not lose heart. Do not be, be ashamed as, as the evil one is going to try to tell you. You look to Christ and Christ is constantly encouraging you to say, you're the daddy I chose for that son. He needs you. He doesn't need somebody else. So I thank God for you men that are trying to father your sons. Mm. Well, as you try to honor your son, as you work on this, be honest with your time and honest with him. And that goes a long, long absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if, if you'd like to connect with Jeff, all that contact information's at our website, ericandbridget.org. If you'd like to hear this in its entirety, just go to your favorite podcast service and search Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Jeff, again, thanks for coming in on a Saturday morning. It's an absolute thrill. <laughs>